This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. Now, that kind of talk this week dragged Australia's share market to a two-year low. There are, of course, complex reasons He was the big spender. The big spender. Doing the grocery shopping could take a huge chunk out of the family budget. And that's finance. Hello and welcome to Comedian vs. Economist. We demystify the world of money and help you get a handle on the bigger picture. My name's Adam, and I'm joined, as always, by my older brother and real-life economist, Thomas. Thomas, how are you going? Yeah, I'm good, Adam. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Hey, uh, we're going to talk today about what's been happening with Facebook and Google, and to use a media term, their stoush with the Australian government uh, and mainstream news outlets. So, what's going on? Oh, that's a question? Yes. All right, well, just straight from the intro into the first question, great. Um, well, this is how this is how interviews work. Right. We do intro <laughs> followed by a question. Right. I thought you might provide more context. But no, that's right. So no. this is in the news because uh, Google is apparently threatening to leave Australia. What? Um, yeah, that's what that's that's what the news media is reporting. <laughs> <laughs> does that mean no more email for me? I've got a Gmail account. No more email? Yeah. Like, well, that's not the worst news I've had all day, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're threatening. No, they're threatening to remove search. They're, they haven't mentioned Gmail and GDocs and all of that. But um, yeah, they're they're talking about. Well, they're, they're, it's being reported that they're threatening to uh, remove Google Search from Australia. Right. So this this comes out wow. of. Well, this 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 comes out of. So currently, um, well, last week the uh, Senate Economics Committee, uh, Economics Committee, I, f- I follow that very closely. Oh, I know. Um, well, yeah. Mm, so they're, deba- they're debating the news media and digital platforms bargaining code. So this is a code that's been developed by the ACCC to help, primarily to help, it's not about helping Google or Facebook, to help the news agencies in Australia, so News Corp, uh, Nine Entertainment, and mm. a few, uh, The Guardian, a few others, help them. Um, the, other, the, other, the other half a percent of news outlets <laughs> beyond News Corp <laughs> and Nine Entertainment. Yeah, you know yeah, it, it's about helping them uh, bargain from a greater position of strength with uh, Google and Facebook. And the argument that they're running is that Google and Facebook derive significant benefit from being able to access the news agency's content and that the news agencies should be able to bargain with them and ask Google and Facebook to pay for a- accessing that content. Right, so so it's Google, it's Google and Facebook. It's it's big tech. Big who, tech. Who else yeah. is? Who are, is, is, these are the major players, obviously. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny that they. This is specifically aimed at Google and Facebook. Google and Facebook are named in the code of conduct. That's really well, it's, yeah. 
and yeah, so it's just them. It's quite it's quite unusual in that sense that it's aimed specifically at two companies. <laughs> That's yeah. not going to age well. They're going to have to review the code. You know, like technology comes and goes. Like, imagine if you put MySpace in the in the <laughs> in the co- <laughs> in your legislative code. <laughs> oh, boys, we got this wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they 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 saw that coming, and they've they've uh, op- they said that this this can be extended to other platforms in the future, including YouTube. So at the moment, YouTube, which is owned by Google, that's not included. But um, the ACCC have left it open to include them at a later date. Right, and so. So they're, they're talking about search for, for Google um, at the moment. because Is that right? Like I don't, I don't quite yeah. understand how. So the news companies are saying we're giving you content, Google, mm. that you're showing in what, search results? Search results, yeah. And therefore you should pay us because we're, what are we doing? We're making, <laughs> we're making your search better <laughs> by giving you things to find. <laughs> Funnily enough, that is the essence of the argument. <laughs> I think. Right, I, just, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a bit I'm a bit slow on the uptake, so I just wanted. <laughs> so so the the co- so so Rod Sims, who's who's the head of the ACCC, the ACCC have come up with the draft code of code, right? Um, uh, that's being debated and is is set to become legislation some point later in the year. Yeah. Um, he's saying this is a quote. News content brings significant benefits to the digital platforms far beyond the limited direct revenue generated from advertising shown against a news item. Mm. News media businesses should be paid a fair amount in return for these benefits. Doesn't actually go on to say what those benefits are specifically, mm. but um, significant though, we're, we're told. Signific- <laughs> <laughs> I don't love words like significant. Well, like I did do some reading on this and apparently this content that's significant like Facebook have said, like it makes up five percent of their of the the content. They're saying like mm. it, it enriches the Facebook community, but uh, didn't they say it provides something like it, it provides almost no commercial value? <laughs> Which again, they obviously have a vested interest in making it seem <laughs> less than significant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, like maybe it's a it's a, a amber claim. They're just setting out the negotiation with a strong starting point but yeah they're not saying that there's any value that's being created there there's no commercial value at all none all that all those news stories and things that you you've produced using your you know what what's a commercial grade uh tv camera go for (laughs) you bought the camera you've you've hired a reporter and a camera crew and you've you've covered the latest breaking story Facebook goes, nah, it's nothing in that for us. <laughs> Absolutely no commercial value whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's interesting that it's it's targeting specifically Google and Facebook because Google mm. and Facebook run very different operations. They have a very different, they have a very different business model. It's a, it's, it's interesting that they're, they're lumped together. Well, just because they're the, they're the biggest, right? So they're they just, are, yeah. that's the easiest to call out. Are these guys the only ones who are fighting it as well? I mean, are Facebook and Google are they kind of alone in 
in taking the stand to the government on this code or is there yeah there well others? there's there were a few groups that made submissions google noted uh a few groups made submissions in support of google's position uh mm. that was i've got a list here the business council of australia so that's so that's mm. a solid one the u.s trade representative um mm. u.s is typically not happy with you know they're, 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 there's a big debate in the u.s about breaking up big tech um but they tend to not look to favorably on other nations going and breaking up big tech for them <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit parochial like that the Americans. classic us yeah <laughs> right right yeah so you got the business council of australia us trade representative the inventor of the world wide web who i don't the know the invent what is that just the like a, a person didn't the army invent the internet the U.S. I reckon the U.S. Department of Defense invented the internet. Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to take this up with Google. I'm just reading from there. From I'll there Google work. it. I'll Google it. it. <laughs> Who invented the internet? It was us. Yeah. So yeah, Business Council of Australia, U.S. Trade Representative, the inventor of the yeah. World Wide Web, and the Bundaberg Regional Council. <laughs> what? As in yeah. just the local council in Bundaberg. They've signed on as well. Apparently, they, yeah, they, put, no, they took the time out to put a submission into the Senate inquiry into the, uh, what is it, the news media and digital platforms bargaining code. Obviously, a, big issue, obviously a hot topic in Bundaberg. How so. did that council meeting go down? There's just some guy <laughs> with... He's <laughs> just this inflated self of sense of self-importance. Just like we cannot stand by <laughs> and let Google face <laughs> face this challenge on their own. They need our help. Uh, I bet he owns a lot of Google stock. I reckon that's what's happened. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, people. You know, like people are going to be annoyed if they can't find out when bin night is. <laughs> 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 it's hard to find. I don't know if you've ever tried to find out, like, bin night. Cause oh, man. How's my neighbours going to put out the bin? I'd have no idea what night it is. One day, one day, the guy in my street who puts <laughs> his bin out first is going to get it wrong, and the whole street is going to be, we're going to be, it's going to be green week, and we're going to be all yellow because the guy who puts his bin out first. <laughs> Yeah, Bundaberg Council is ahead of the game on this. I've seen the danger there. and They have. It's, mm. it's breaking the internet. Because yeah. that's what people are talking, right? They're, they're saying it's going to break search, it's going to break the internet if um, yeah. if if Google takes search away. Or you, it will. Like Google um, must be like, it must. they must do the bulk of the searching. Well, sure. no, it's, 95, it's become a verb. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I think ninety-five percent is the stat that that's bandied around. The ninety-five percent of search is Google. Like it, yeah, it dominates search. Um, you know, and there's a handful of other players, but yeah, there's, there's nothing in comparison. Ooh, those, <laughs> those people at Bing have been biding their time, <laughs> rubbing their hands out. Come on to Mama. <laughs> Just uh, if anyone from Bing is listening, you you still need a working product. I understand. As I understand, <laughs> as I understand. Uh, that that's old. That's dated thinking about you know business proposition these days. Right, but people can, wouldn't even know. I don't reckon. Like I wouldn't know. You people just they don't they don't go to Google anymore and 
find things, do they? You just open a browser and you just type yeah. some words, usually relying heavily on autocorrect of whatever <laughs> device you're using. <laughs> a combination of autocorrect and Google's AI-powered, <laughs> did you mean, <laughs> algorithms to tote. <laughs> when is Bond night? <laughs> <laughs> you just... You're just like like that episode of The Simpsons <laughs> where Homer's like Homer eats all that fatty food because he's trying to get like workers' comp or something, and <laughs> and then his fingers get too fat and he can't dial the, the keypad anymore on the phone. <laughs> and the operator's like, "It seems you have fingers are too. F- you should <laughs> to can, to speak to the operator. Please mash the keypad with your <laughs> swollen fist." That's like that's how I feel typing search terms into my URL bar. <laughs> It's just this random collection of letters and and punctuation that somehow makes up a word that Google recognises and goes, yeah, actually, uh, turns out you're just trying to find out when green bin night is. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's interesting. It is interesting that that it's being reported in the media that Mel Silver, um, who's the head of Google in Australia and New Zealand, that she threatened to remove Google from Google search from Australia. We and I had to I had to go to I had to go to the Mudgy Mudgy Reader or something the, the Mudgy Times <laughs> to find the actual quote that that is Mel that, Silver said. Is that said. in the Bundaberg Council one? The Bundaberg Council area. Yeah, to to find out the quote they actually said. And you got you got to remember here, like, and and I was I was actually it when I first started reading it, I was, it, it took I was surprised at how hard it was to find out what the actual issue was here and what what the bargaining mm. thing was about because because obviously if you're reading the news you're getting one side of the story um but yeah but what what Mel Silver seems to be saying is that yeah that it that it just might not work anymore like you, you kind of imagine Oh yeah, I mean the arbitration model is also is also particularly interesting and and potentially you know Google saying it's unworkable and I, I think there might be an argument there. So so basically, one Google has to pay the news agencies a fee of some sort mm. for the intangible benefits that Google derives from having news sites come up in their search feed when people search for new stuff. So it's not about it's not about the actual snippet of news. Like it's not like saying no. we've got some copyrighted stuff that's going to appear in your search results page. Um, if you want to display that, then you need to pay us for that content that that line and a half of content that we're giving you mm, currently no. for nothing. It's about saying no. It's not we're providing yeah. you things to find. Yeah, I just can't, I just can't imagine. Like yeah, I mean if Google said. All right, well, we'll just stop letting us find. Like, you know, these companies can just turn off their what is it? Their robots.txt file to make their sites unindexable. Like Google, just be like, yeah. "Well, good on you. Good, good luck out there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck with your Bing hits. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's right. Like. People pay to show up on the Google search feed, right? Yeah. And the, the other thing is Google doesn't have any advertising. If you go to the news tab on a Google search, mm. uh, Google doesn't run any advertising on the news tab. Right. So they don't get any revenue from that. And they say, they say that they do get, they get about $10 million a year in Australia from ads run on news-related search terms. Like I don't know how you, what is a news-related search term, like how you even define that, like... 
you know. Oh, well, what's the news anymore? It's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. What did candy beware to the Logies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that new? Yeah, so, but yeah, so, so they, reckon, they reckon it's 10 million a year, but their revenue in Australia, that's revenue, 10 million revenue in a year. Their total yeah. revenue in Australia is 4.8 billion. So, wow. so it's, it's, you know, it's pretty small. But yeah, but the news, the news agencies are uh, arguing that there's intangible benefits that Google derives, that Google is more useful because they can, people can find their news sites through the Google search function. And mm. that is worth to them. New Nine Entertainment reckons it's worth six hundred million. Um, wow. News Corp reckons it's a billion dollars worth of intangible would, benefits. Yeah, yeah they would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so yeah, so it's not it's not for it's not for hosting content. It's just for for showing up in the newsfeed for for Google. This is what we're talking about. Google. So again, it's a different story for Facebook, but for Google, that's what it that's what the argument seems to be. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you if you expanded that out and you said, look, if every company on the planet turned around and said, we're not going to let Google index our site and, and show our page in search results anymore, then, yeah, I guess that would, that would affect Google pretty significantly. But, man, like, because this, Google got where it is because it, like, it just started searching the internet. Like it, w- people just used to post things on the internet. Mm. And then Google was like, oh, people really need a way of finding this information. <laughs> so they, they just made a thing that found stuff. And now they're saying, well, if you want to find us, like <laughs> you're going to have to pay. Like, I don't know. Does everyone have to pay to find them? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it. That's the question. Like, where does where does it stop? Like, why do the news agencies get this special run? Like, what if Jim's Mowing says, like, oh, I'm providing valuable because everyone who wants a mowing service can mm. find me when they search on Google. Therefore, I make Google more valuable. That argument seems just as valid. Or anyone who makes content, you know, if you put mm. it on Facebook or or you're uploading content to YouTube, um, I think for anyone who's um, who's creating content of any kind and wanting to then mm. monetize it. Obviously, everyone would love to monetize the content that they're producing and be paid for what they're making. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. The code the code is very broad. So, saying media businesses, like defining what media businesses are that would mm. be eligible is if the online news content they produce investigates and explains issues of public significance for Australians, issues that engage Australians in public debate and inform democratic decision-making, or issues relating to community and local events. Be not. Be not. Exactly, exactly. In addition, they must adhere to minimum levels of professional editorial standards, so that's the telly out, mm. and maintain a suitable degree of editorial independence, but independence from what like is Rupert Murdoch's flagships independent like they've never pretended to be anything you know that Rupert Murdoch has a say in what what happens in in his Mm. flagships like they've never pretended that that's not the case um they have to operate in Australia and they have to generate revenue of more than $150,000 a year $150,000 yeah $150,000 that's a very low bar like I reckon (laughs) you could run a blog and make that yeah yeah, like, I, I reckon Equity Mates Media, like that'd be, you know, they're minting it right now. I'm sure, but <laughs> now that we've joined the team, but oh yeah, <laughs> we might have snuck them back underneath. <laughs> <laughs> they should be paying us for. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna talk to the A Triple C. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, that's, it's, that's um, that's pretty. As you say, that's pretty broad, and that's a pretty low bar. Pretty low in terms bar. Of like, if I if I was Google, I'd be like this. 
could open the floodgates from ev- like just getting every content producer, you mm. know, every TikTok channel personality or whatever going like Google needs to pay me for being being there. Like not even kind of for links yeah. coming through or something, just being there somehow. Or for content. Yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, I, I can speak from firsthand experience about what it's like to be, to be blacklisted by Google. I made this video, right? Um, this video, it was about 10 years ago. It was, it was called Port Adelaide versus the Buy. And it was a, like a cut up edited thing where Port Adelaide, the football team, um, the power who are going through a difficult uh, season, they played the Buy and like this fictitious buy where no one else was running around. And so it was just this footage of Port Adelaide running around by themselves. And it did all right. It got like, I don't know, two or 300,000 hits. And so I just like spread the word. I'm like, I monetized it straight away. I signed up for Google ads. <laughs> and I just like blasted everyone I knew. <laughs> I said, I've got, I've got, I've monetized this video. <laughs> I checked my, my balance in Google AdSense or whatever it is and it was like, um, I think it was nearing the end of the month, nearing payday and I was like, I had like $63. I'm like, oh yeah, 63 bucks. I remember that. I got on I got on, and then clicked all the ads for Pepsi and whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, I made like me and my mate um, Nick Gill, uh, he does radio, uh, I think he's in Newcastle now. Um, Ex Crows player, um, so we we sort of made this we made this video together, and then we um, we then created this whole website around like off the back of this thing trying to get some momentum, and we had ads through the video, <laughs> ads on the website. We just like spread the word, come and click on our ads, basically. <laughs> <laughs> no one was finding us through Google search; it was just word of mouth. Please click on our ads. Anyway, Google Google uh, sent me a, a fairly terse email. Uh, on payday, instead of my, my fat check for $63, they sent me an email that said, due to invalid click activity, you are now banned for life. <laughs> I was like, what? Banned for life. <laughs> Come for again, life. Google. So, uh, yeah, I, had, I wrote back to them and, and I was like, oh, this seems a bit harsh. <laughs> Lifetime ban, is it? Are you sure? That can't be right, obviously. And um, no, it turns out, lifetime ban. I, I actually write an email to Google about once every five <laughs> years since it happened and just check in to see whether I'm still banned. And, they, yeah, they actually reply, <laughs> which is nice. Good on them. <laughs> but I'm still banned. Uh, well, you should have so, taken it up with ACCC. Um, I know. I might, I might join the Bundaberg Regional <laughs> There's Council. There's probably some guy got a lifetime ban. Like, <laughs> maybe if I do Google a favour. <laughs> Uh, all right, look, let's let's just pause um, there and take a quick break. Uh, get a word from our sponsors. Hopefully, we've got some on board. I know there's been a little bit of silence in between our little sponsor throw. So, uh, hopefully, uh, we've got someone here to, to hear from. If not, we'll be back in a second. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And we're back. You're listening to Comedian versus Economist. We are talking about Google and Facebook and their fight with the Australian government, the ACCC, and news media outlets in Australia. And, Thomas, we, we covered off, uh, I guess, what it's all about I guess we understand now at least why this fight exists. The news companies want to be paid. Google doesn't want to pay because they don't really see the value that they're providing. So how are they going to work it out? Like, um, Well, yeah, what, what, what's in the code is something that's called the baseball arbitration model. Um, so basically... The- <laughs> did, they, did they copy and paste the code from the US and just... <laughs> Yeah, we've all done it. You know, can you please write this report? Sure thing, boss. (laughs) I'm on it, Rod. Find, find, replace. (laughs) Competition legislation. Competition legislation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. Okay. So basically, the 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 code says that the 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 news agencies and Google have to sit down together and try and negotiate a, a fee or some sort, or some sort of payment system. Um, if they can't, after a s- three months, I think it is, come to an agreement, then they've got to go to arbitration. But the arbitration is this baseball model. So basically there's a committee that the government sets up um, that sits in the middle between them. Each party has to come up with their best offer. And Sorry, hang on. Between who? Sits in the middle between, between big tech and the news companies? Yeah, so the, the, news, the news companies have the right to collectively bargain. That's written into the code because Dad will probably correct mm. me here if I'm wrong, but the, you know, supporting the right to collectively bargain, whether it's in the workplace or in the digital media landscape, it's a central pillar of Liberal Party policy, has been for decades. <laughs> but the news, news companies can collectively bargain with Google individually uh, for, for a payment system if they can't come up with something after three months then they go into arbitration the arbiter is a is a panel appointed by the government each each company's got a each party google and the news corp news agencies whether individually or collectively come up with their best bid what they think it is and then the arbitration panel selects the one that is closest to their estimation of of fair value what each each person on the panel selects one, or no, the panel collectively chooses one, as I understand it, of the two. So they pick one of one of the two. Yeah, yeah. The idea is that that should force them to make each party to make a reasonable offer, something that that is right. that is reasonable, but it's workable. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, we're talking about something that you know already there's wide variety in what what's what the value is. It's, we're talking about something that's has isn't actually in the market as such isn't there's no market price on this intangible value that the companies provide to google so yeah it's it's tricky it sounds tricky so the so the news companies can bargain collectively but facebook and google can't no no collectively no no no, no, that's collusion that's Mm. um that's (laughs) monopolistic behavior antitrust behavior that's no 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 now that's that's what well, who's 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 on the other side then? Just, just Google. Google. Yeah, just Google. 
What about what what happened to the Bundaberg Regional Council? Where did they fall in? The, like they have to do it themselves as well. No, no, no. I feel like, feel like they haven't got the resources to take on the, <laughs> a collective of News Corp and Nine Entertainment. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I don't know why Bundaberg Regional Council is making a submission to the Senate inquiry. I, I'll have to look at that. I have no idea what they're doing. But then they're, they're not. I mean, they're not actually involved at all. Like. No, it's it's just they're negotiating how much Google has to pay the the, the media companies, so it's it's just between them. Yeah, but isn't that going to apply? Oh, so that so that only applies to Google mm. then. So then Facebook has to negotiate yeah. its yeah. price as well, and then everyone else has to negotiate their own price. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But I thought we were talking about negotiating the code. So this is we're talking about what would be legislated if the code comes into effect. Right. At, at the moment, it's a draft code that the ACCC has prepared. The Senate Economics Committee is debating it, and they'll debate it again in early Feb, and then at some point, maybe this financial year, it might become legislation. Right. But it's, it's not there yet. At which point, Google will have to start paying if it, if it did. Or they go, well, search is untenable, we're Potent- out. Yeah, potentially. That's what, uh, that's what they're saying. Right. Yeah. So is this uh, is this getting into monopoly territory now? We're talking, uh, you know, Google has what you say ninety five percent of search traffic. Are they they classed as a monopoly? It, you know, we're talking big tech now and their market power. Is it do they have too much? Is it a bad thing? Uh, yeah, generally I would say yes, and I find it funny in this conversation, sort of taking the side of Google and Facebook on this one. Um, that mm. I think the the market power of big tech is problematic i think the conglomeration of the different business arms like you look at facebook it's got facebook and instagram and whatsapp and a bunch of different business arms all under one banner that that kind of market power is problematic and and it's mm. and it's going to be a big issue there's sort of rumors that that biden the biden administration might be looking at this might look to break up big tech so they might say to facebook no you're too big we just need to we need to separate facebook Instagram and WhatsApp into separate businesses and create firewalls between them, um, and that and that might happen. And typically, there's an idea in economics that monopolies are bad. Um, to put it basically, that once you have um, that much market power, then you start to have outcomes that aren't great for consumers. That they start to that market power creates inefficient outcomes and higher prices and lower quality products for consumers Mm. and ideally where possible you want to break up monopolies and that's what the ACCC is the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission is the body that they do other things but one of their primary jobs is to make sure that monopolies don't form that you don't have too much power concentrating in in one entity it's like with the banking sector is a good example we have the four pillars policy that you've got the four big banks ANZ CBA Westpac um, NAB they can't merge they're not they're not allowed to, yeah, to okay. NAB's not allowed to buy CBA or whatever like there needs to be the four pillars holding up the banking sector they can buy smaller banks and whatever but they, they're not allowed to, to merge into a single banking entity because if there was only one bank if, in Australia then you could imagine then things would get mm. pretty rough what if one bank say CBA goes releases some brand new product and everyone goes that is the bee's knees and there's some there's some IP that they've got that means that um, the other three are like 10 years away from replicating it and everyone goes to CBA and, and CBA have the monopoly on that product. So 
Like that's unavoidable in a sense, and that's what they want. It's it is it, it, it's it's this interesting dance that happens in in the modern economy with all all companies want to create that moat. They want to create that diff, that sort of thing that that protects them from their competitors and gives them an advantage. And they and they're trying to create that moat. And investors are looking for companies that have a moat specifically. But the at the end of that, if if they get too good at building that moat then they wipe out their comp- competitors and they become a monopoly and then that becomes bad. Not for the investors, no, no. <laughs> Not for Invest- the investors. This is where investors and consumers kind of, <laughs> their interests aren't totally aligned on this one. Um, and yeah, but so the, in the modern economy, in the, in the regu- regulatory sense, we're trying to, trying to dance between these two. We want to allow firms to you know, invest in their IP or build brands or create sort of market power but we also want to keep a break on it and not let it not let it run too mm. far um, and it's why like in, in the intellectual property law that you, that there's time time limits on patents that you know you have a patent on something for 50 years or something and then after that it becomes publicly accessible so if you do if you do invest and have a great in, come up with a great technology you can subst- extract all the benefit from it for a while mm. but then after a point it becomes publicly available so you sort of like you empower the moat in the early stages and then dismantle it later on and that's sort of the dance that sort of that you know the a triple c is trying is trying to work and it, it is it it's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I mean, you know, one thing I've learned listening to uh, Bryce and Alec over at Equity Mates Investing Podcast is you want to look for these companies that have these moats, and you know, whatever that is, if that's a, if that's Google and their and their their ninety five percent search um, volume, then that's awesome. That that's one reason why you might consider investing in that in that particular company. And so, as an investor, you're you're right. It's like. Hang on, so <laughs> along comes the A triple C. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's too much. It's like, hang on, that's why I invested in the company. Now you're devaluing the company that yeah. I've invested in because they're too too big and too good. Because why? But they're too big, and they now wield they're too big and too good. But presumably, like you're saying, it's a bad outcome for consumers. But presumably, consumers would be like, yeah, well, they're still happy with the service because consumers, if they're not happy with the service, would just go. Well, I'll just go somewhere else. I'll go to Bing or I'll go to DuckDuckGo or what was the one that you used? Ecoversity or something. Ecosia, yeah. Plants trees with your Google searches somehow. Tr- turns them into trees. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, so what, what the ACCC typically looks at is, is how, how, they're, how they're holding that market power and how accessible the market is. So mm. this, which, what's interesting with search is that there isn't really anything stopping anyone else using Bing or whatever. Yeah. It's mostly convention that people use Google or just laziness or whatever. So there's, there are, you know, the, the, it's not an anti-competitive marketplace for search because there are free right. search options easily available to any consumer. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's sort of coming at, coming at attacking search like this is, it, it, that's doesn't seem to be, it, it seems to be off the mark, I think. But, Monopolies are fine until they're not, and it's it's the the bad outcomes that happen with monopolies happen after the monopoly has been established. And once, so once, you know, like say if there was a single bread maker in Australia, like in the competitive phase, it's really good for consumers because they're competing on quality, they're competing on service, they're competing on price. Mm. But then once once all the competition's obliterated and you've only got one producer left, 
then the, the microeconomics of that firm changes. And it's no longer about how do we provide the best service, it's how do we gouge our customers mm. for the most revenue that we can for the least quality cost product. Yeah, and, okay. that's, and, then, and then consumers get a much worse outcome. I mean, there's, there's other aspects as well. Like you think about Amazon, as I said, it wants to control the pipes. It wants to control, it's not just about selling products and what products people get. It's about controlling the pipes of commerce. It's controlling how people buy stuff and it wants to dominate that space entirely. And they're doing a very good job of that. But once they have dominated that space entirely and the only way to buy anything in the economy is through Amazon, mm. that gives Amazon incredible power that you know, is potentially like creates a, an alternative to, to the government power. Like, like that's a kind of power that is potentially very dangerous. And that's what a lot of thinkers that I admire, like um, Scott Galloway has done some great work on this. You, people should look him up, he's awesome. But yeah, like it's, it's a dangerous outcome if Amazon controls everything mm. and, and they have that much money that they then set up in Washington. You know, they had that bizarre Eurovision contest for where they were gonna set up their next office and then just set one up right in, in Washington because they recognized that lobbying uh, government to stop them because stop them, they were getting too big and the, threat, the biggest threat that they face is that, that the government's gonna break them up because they're just too big and just too powerful mm. and they just dominate every industry that they go into. Um, that's a sort of risk. You're now talking not about an economic risk, but a social risk, like that's a risk to society. And, that, and so I think breaking up monopolies and addressing sort of unbalanced market power is a really good thing and is a really pro-social thing to be doing and we should be supporting it. What's weird about this one is that we're under that ship, we're trying to sail through legislation that seems to be su supporting a very specific industry with, mm. the, with the major news outlets um, and trying to break, you know, break up Google, Facebook, which is, you know, maybe an admirable thing to be doing, but doing that by supporting these businesses, which are still doing pretty well, like in the scheme of things. And it's, and it's not clear, you know, uh, Richard Holden, an economist at UNSW, calls it the, the gum tree effect, that you look at where um, the major print uh, papers revenue have seen revenue declines. It's in classified advertising. It's in you know job ads and stuff like that. But that's mm. been siphoned off to pure plays like Seek.com for jobs or car sales for for cars. Mm. Um, and it's and they're saying like that accounts for ninety two percent of the revenue decline that they've seen over the past ten years. And of that, almost none of that has gone to Google. So it is true that Google dominates advertising revenue. Facebook and Google together account for like three quarters of the advertising market. Um, it is true that they're dominating that, but it's not true. It doesn't seem to me that it's true that they've taken that from, from the newspapers. The newspapers have lost that to other sources. Right, so it's just a coincidence. Yeah, it just happens to coincide. The rise of Google has coincided with the demise of print newspaper, mm. but that's really technology driven. It's just internet driven. Yeah. And so it's sort of going to happen. And it, and it doesn't seem to have come through anti-competitive behavior on Google's part. Right. And so, so that's the kind of key thing there really, isn't it? Like the, it's, you would expect the government to step in if there was anti-competitive behavior going on, but that doesn't necessarily seem to be the case here. It's that, it's that news corporations or, or news um, media are kind of have missed the trick a little bit with the shift 
um, you know, with with handling the change and digital change and digital transformation or whatever you want to call it, they kind of missed the boat a little bit, and now it feels maybe like they're just trying to um, trying to claw it back through mm. uh, through the side door kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit whiffy because it does seem to be supporting <laughs> supporting the major news outlets, which politicians rely on heavily for, to get their messaging across. So. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit funny. Like, so yes, when I find myself in a funny position, like I do support, I, I do worry about the market power that Google and Facebook and the big tech have. But this one seems like a, a funny and problematic way to sort of go about addressing it. Mm. All right. Well, you will probably uh, need to wrap, wrap it up for this week. Um, for more news and what might be whiffy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's bomb night and, and other terms from the uh <laughs> what was it the uh senate economic committee uh mm. join us next week on comedian versus economist don't forget you can always email us uh if you've heard something on the show that you want some more explanation on or you've got a topic that you want us to delve into uh probably thomas to delve into to be honest you can email us cve at equitymates com and if by some stretch uh, you are having trouble searching for us on the web uh, maybe your search engine left the country and you are left <laughs> having to rely on a, an inferior alternative then you can always head straight to the website equitymates.com forward slash cve and you'll find us there as well um, thanks again for listening i hope you've enjoyed this week's show and we'll talk to you again next week This podcast proudly brought to you by Equitymates Media. Always remember, all information contained in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional, financial, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Equitymates are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. For more information, head to our disclaimer page where you can find resources to search for a registered financial professional near you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, (laughs) you, you were different. Like you were real different. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.